Check out We Are Calvin football podcast in association with McAvoy's Super Value, Virginia. Real food, real people. Try Super Value's own range in store today. Quality products at one third the price of branded labels. McAvoy's Super Value, Virginia. Supporting local. We are Cavan Podcast. Because Cavan's not just a place, it's a people. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another edition of the McAvoy Super Value GDA Podcast brought to you by We Are Cavan. On today's show, we're going to be looking ahead to Cavan's Round 4 Alliance National Football League game as they take on Carlo. This coming Sunday afternoon in Kingsbound Breffney, we'll hear from the Cavan manager, Mickey Graham, a little bit later on. First and will be joined by the sports editor of the Anglo Celt, Paul Fitzpatrick, who is um, limbering up, stretching as we're talking, because he's getting ready to uh, hit, the, hit the pista. Pista? Is that the right word? No. What's the word I'm looking for? Pista. Peast. Yeah. Why did I go ah? Where's the ah coming <laughs> I don't from? Know. Is it just because it's European? I throw in an ah at the end of everything. <laughs> you developed a little stutter there. I have no idea. Anyway, getting ready for a bit of skiing. Um, you're looking forward to it. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, I just have to get an email from the taxi crowd there, something about my transfer. So I'm a bit worried about that. But other than that, I am looking forward to it. Transferring away from the Anglo Celts. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Big money signing there for for the Irish independent. <laughs> um, looking ahead to Carlo. Um, this is one, and it's, it's an interesting one because Cavan are very much expected to win it. There's not; it's the first of the games that 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 I'm saying. Right, this is an absolute. You know, it, it will be a travesty if Cavan lose this game. Well, Cavan are twenty to one on. Oh, jeez! I've never seen Cavan that short, and I always check the betting odds, as you know. And I've never seen Cavan even the colour that. Yeah. So that that's extremely, extremely short, and uh, that makes you think that Cavan have, have got to win this game. There can be no other result for Cavan that that's, that is in any way acceptable, um, which is a very unique situation for Cavan to be in. Like I can't think of the last time that Cavan played a game, maybe London, in the Championship. That it was look at Cavan absolutely have to win this. There's, there's no possibility that Cavan can lose this game. Well, there, it's a win or a catastrophe, really. That's the the option. <laughs> the options that are in front of Cavan at the minute. Um, and Cavan don't generally cope well with the favourites tag. We've seen yeah. that. I was actually looking through last night. Like Cavan were four to nine on to beat Derry in the qualifiers way back in twenty sixteen. I forgot about that. I was just looking through old, old um, matches last night. Cavan do not traditionally cope well with, with the favourites tag. Most of our best performances have come when we've been underdogs, like the Ulster final last year. We were underdogs in nearly every Ulster match last year. Bar the Antrim game, we were big favourites, and that was probably the worst performance of the four yeah. in Ulster. So I know the Darren, I know we were ten points down against Darren, but played great stuff in the second half. So Cavan, for some reason, don't cope well with being favourites. That said, it's not like we're five to two on or. Five to one on even mm. or twenty to one on here. It's unbackable. Yeah, it's unbackable. It's unbackable. So, um, I was just looking at Carlo, and it's it's interesting. We we talked about Sligo before that game was called off and where they were coming from. Carlo's form in the league is probably not as bad as it looks. So it does look pretty bad. It does look pretty bad. We leave aside just this current league campaign because we know that they've they've got off to a poor start. Although they won their, they won last weekend. Narrowly against Waterford. Mm. Well, I think they were they were well ahead, and Waterford came back. It was like one nine to four or something, and Waterford came back a bit. But I, th- I think they probably did did were a much better team there. 
But last year they actually only lost one game out of three. They beat Waterford and Wexford. The year before that, they only lost um, two games out of the seven in, tw- in, in that division. They had two draws. So they've only actually lost um, three games in Division mm. 4 in the last two years. And one of those was the, was the Wexford, which they avenged last year. The year before that, they were relegated <coughs> Excuse me, on five points. So they weren't... Like Sligo were, were relegated on no points in that, in that campaign. Um, Carlo went down on, on five they went down on a head to head against Offaly yeah. in Division 3 but there's a really striking trend if you look at their, their championship results it gives you it gives you a better indication I think of where Carlo are at so if you think back to a few years ago when Torlock uh, what's his name is he O'Brien Torlock O'Brien yes. yeah the, the manager <laughs> he Stephen was a, Poacher was with him yeah and they, they did a brilliant job with Carlo and they were getting a lot of flack for playing defensively or whatever but it's always a theory of mine, and I said it before in the podcast, that you can get away with a super defensive system when you're coming from a low base and mm-hmm. the motivation is really high. And lads don't care if they go out and never touch the ball, if, if they're just filling space, if they're defending. It mightn't be the nicest system to play in, but if you're not used to winning games... Winning games is a novelty. Yeah. And therefore enjoyable. Exactly. But after a while, that, that uh, fades out. And a really difficult thing to do is to bring that on to the next level. So what Carlo did was... They went and beat Kildare in the championship in 2018. So that was their their absolute zenith of they came, where they came from, and they went up and got promoted. Then they go in and beat Kildare in the championship. They scored, I think, they scored two sixteen that day. And I was reading uh, one of the statisticians on Twitter during the week, and he was saying, I think it was that account Don't Foul, which is a great uh, stats account for anyone interested. And he has done loads of research on games, hundreds of games over the years. And there's never he has never come across a game with a score conversion rate uh, like that. It was over ninety percent. Was it? Yeah, they, that's phenomenal. They scored two sixteen. They had no wides and one drop short. Oh my god! <laughs> it was crazy. It was mental. That's it was, perfect. It was like ninety five percent. That literally is as good as they'll ever get. Yeah, and that's there's no game even close to that. Yeah, like, there's uh, and eighty so, percent is brilliant. Yeah, like so, that's that's. For them to pull that off against Kildare was something else. They went and lost to Leash by four points then in the Leinster semi-final that year, which was it was 12-8. Again, you could see the way they were setting up. Mm. Uh, and then they lost to Tyrone in the qualifiers. So they ran a hiding to nothing against Tyrone and Tyrone went to the All-Ireland final. That was fine. Since that, they haven't won any championship games. Now, COVID obviously intervened and made things difficult for everyone. But what's really interesting is what they've been conceding. So I would I would say that after that, after that season they decided right we're going to have to open he things follows. up a bit here yeah we're going to have to play a bit more attacking this system has got us out of division 4 it has, it has beaten Kildare you know probably got Kildare at the right time that time and Kildare at that time were very much trying to if I'm right in saying I think Keane O'Neill was involved yeah. with the side and they were very much well, we're going to be the swashbuckling open attacking minded go man for man and that sets into a blanket defence uh, into the trap that a blanket defence sets up because the counter-attack needs space and in fairness to Carlo they were counter-attacking really impressively a couple of kick passes and into the scoring zone leaving 1v1s and it was working it was a good system but Kildare played into it I remember the Leash game afterwards Leash just held two boys back and it stopped that counter-attack and the result was they only scored 8 points exactly that's exactly what happened And so they obviously tried to bring that on they got Kildare at a great time that was just before the Newbridge and Ohar thing which which basically saved Keanu Neal's um, reputation with Kildare because they were really on a hiding to nothing yeah. talking to people in Kildare they were not happy at all at the time but anyway they, they clearly tried to change things up a bit maybe the management um, 
felt that they, they, you know if you imagine they've got over the cliff and it's very hard to stay up there you can only kind of go one way and maybe they felt that they got enough out of them as they could so in 2019 in the championship they played Mead hammered conceded 218 into the qualifiers hammered by Longford conceded 211 2020 championship against Offaly hammered conceded 314 then they go in against Longford they conceded 25 points against Longford like 25 points is is just dreadful yeah. to be conceding and I don't mean any disrespect to Longford but they don't rack up 25 points that often no now Longford, so. Longford are very talented but yeah uh, they have the limitations yeah well Cavan handled them no problem in the league last year but they have picked up big results over the years look, yeah. especially in the qualifiers but still they're capable of a big upset yeah, capable of a big deal. Like they beat Monaghan in the championship down in Clonus mm. a few years They've ago. They beat Mayo in the championship way back 10, 12 years ago. They've beaten Derry in the championship. Um, so they've big scalps in the qualifiers. A great qualifier team, but um, that shows us when you look at what they're conceding there: two goals, two goals, three goals. Hammered by Tyrone, they let in three that day as well, and then twenty-five points. They haven't got the grips with with evolving their system, and the I'd balance. say I'd say Arata has set in all over team because of that. Do you know what's interesting about that? That I well, again, me being all the time thinking of Cavan, how Cavan evolved from that mass defence in 2013-14 into a very attacking team by 2016, the most attacking team in the country, and what it took to do that. It took quality, like it mm. took real good quality players, and that's and, and coaching, yeah, and coaching, and that's the, and, and in fairness, bravery to say right, identify that this is only going to take us so far. You're going back eight years now, realizing that something had to change at that point, um, and and Terry Highland and co took that on and, and, and done it really well. But that's the difference, really, with Carlo and Cavan. Cavan came with a crop of young underage players that had provincial success, that had confidence. Carlo haven't. Mm. And that's probably the big difference between the sides, isn't it? I think so. Yeah, I think so. Like, um, Killian Clark was talking about lifespan of teams. It's probably something that's overlooked a good bit. Um, but there, life, there is a limited lifespan to any team. And like the really great teams like Dublin, they went, they got ten years out of it. But in actual fact, they didn't really get ten because uh, their team changed a lot in the middle of that. It was almost like two waves came in that Dublin team. Yeah. So the the great the great Dublin team was probably got five or six years out of it. Well, they did. They won six on Ireland's, but um, that's what they got out of it. So, Carlo got it those few years. They probably got maybe five or six years out of it too. Jim McGinnis says in his book that it, it takes four years. From, yeah, the from, Olympic cycle. Yeah, that's why he says that's why the Olympics are on four-year cycles. It takes four years to go from bust to boom. And uh, he did that with Donegal. So, it's very interesting, whereas Cavan are in a different place. Cavan are a different place than everyone in Division 4. Yeah. To be honest, there's no team there with with recent provincial success. There's no team there with having with half the team having played in all four divisions. Um, so Cavan are in a different place than everyone else in this division. So it kind of renders our previews of these games a little bit moot because Cavan just have to go and win these games. And that's just it. They do, they do, do they have to do with Sligo done? Hit twenty eight points on and and on only concede five. Do they have to hit that sort of level? Like I, I think. It's, it's going to be interesting to see can Cavan do that. Can they be as ruthless as they were against Tyrone in the McKenna Cup at the start of the season? But implement that level of intensity and ruthlessness on a on a weaker opponent. Because, now look, at I don't think it's the end of the world if you don't win it by 20 points. But I think it would be a good sign and a, and a good confidence builder. More of a confidence builder than a 3-4-5 point victory where you're kind of pulling up a wee bit. It's interesting. What? 
how big of a say score difference going to have in the end of this this season because everyone's beating everyone in this division so I'd imagine if Cavan won the first five games they'd probably be up yeah because at the moment London are in six Slager are in four Cavan are in four I think if Cavan got the ten points that would probably get them up mm. and they could mm-hmm. they could potentially get the ten points by would be right in saying the London game would be the fifth game yeah to get the ten points, uh, after and still have Sligo to come. Oh, sorry, Sligo's going to slot in before that. Yeah, Sligo's in before that Tipperary. Then yeah. London. Yeah, so it might be okay. So it might be tricky because I'm still sorry, actually no. You could be on ten points before London. If Sligo, if Carlo Sligo Tipperary, then London. So you Tipperary could be ten point. Yeah, well, the, the thing is, the Tipperary Carlo. Um, they're not going to be four pointers if you know what I mean don't, I don't see them as being contenders for promotion the Sligo one is the big one in the it's group. the big one so yeah. if Cavan were to beat Sligo I think we could be promoted by Paddy say going to London so um, I don't think score difference is going to be a huge factor in this division this year it, it would no. be more of a factor if if you had three or four teams kind of pulling away from the bottom group like will the big question is it looks like Sligo and Cavan are the pace setters and London will London maintain the pace hmm. that's the big question that is the big question yeah. and they're who have they got at home this weekend they're in London um, geez, I can't just think who they've got but I, I, I think it's a tough enough test um, wait let's just see if I can pull it back up fixtures this weekend yes Wexford I think Wexford, that's right. Wexford in in London, so it's not it's not an easy one either. Now, no, but if they play at, if they play to the level that they've played at, it'd be very interesting to see what the betting odds is in that one. I wouldn't like to be a bookie trying to put odds on that. Yeah, because Wexford are possibly a little bit better than 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 they have shown. Like they were so bad against Cavan. Like, and I know I was saying that I was talking to to a friend of mine who's involved with Wexford, and he was very disappointed the first day against Sligo. We thought they played very poorly. Mm. Um, and Sligo only beat them by a couple of points so they probably see themselves as better than that and they probably are a bit better than that they were desperate against Cavan um, but yeah it still won the second half I was just going to say that they weren't that desperate in the second half yeah. they were the better side in the second half Yeah. so maybe they'll be building on that performance coming out of a, a good half against Cavan and saying right that's the level we want to play at and, and, and let's use that as our base so I wouldn't. I wouldn't be backing against Wexford this weekend personally. I think that they could have a could have a, a, a an opportunity to put a halt onto this London um, steam train that's coming for everybody. But um, look at earlier on in the week, I caught up with the Cavan manager Mickey Graham. So let's hear what he had to say. So I'm delighted to be joined on the line by Cavan senior football manager Mickey Graham ahead of this weekend's round four clash of uh, the Allianz League Division Four. Carlo coming to town on Sunday afternoon in Kingspan Breffney. Mickey, how are you prepared for this weekend? Yeah, look, hopefully um, the weather holds up. Uh, you know, for this weekend, obviously disappointed last weekend that the game against Sligo didn't go ahead, but um, due to unforeseen circumstances, unfortunately, with the weather put a hold to that. So looking forward just to getting back into the ticket action, hopefully this weekend. How are the injuries looking at the moment? Yeah, um, so far so good. Obviously, we've still a couple of long-term injuries that are still um, still working on um, at the moment. But a couple of knocks here or there, but nothing that you'd hope that would uh, stop lads from, you know, being putting their hand up for selection this weekend. Hopefully, and as I said, we're still you know another training session to go. So hopefully, get over tomorrow night now with training and um, everybody comes through it then on scale. 
I suppose looking at you know the, the the lads who are playing consistently are the are the are the names that are constantly on the tip of everyone's tongues. But there was a few additions to the panel um, earlier on in the year. Um, the likes of Ryan or Ryan O'Neill. Ryan O'Neill would be handy to have around mm. us too. But Ryan O'Neill, Jack uh, McKenna, Paul Smith, Evan Finnegan, lads like that. How are they settling in? And is it a huge adjustment for somebody who's been kind of out of the out of the, the maybe the the loop for a while to get back up to it? Yeah, look at him. Um, the demands of inter-county football now, as as people know, is huge. And um, conditioning of inter-county footballers is up another level from club football. Uh, the lads that have come into the squad have been working hard. And, you know, in fairness to them, we have seen huge improvements on their conditioning and their, their, um, their physique um, this last few months. Um, when some new lads come in like this and they haven't been, you know, um, accustomed to the environment that is required of an inter-county footballer, so sometimes they can pick up a few little knocks that the body isn't used to. So, unfortunately, the, the lads that you mentioned there, you know, have picked up a few little niggles here and there. Nothing major, but it's just part and parcel of the demands of inter-county football and the standard that is required and probably the training that, you know, they wouldn't be used to at, at sub-level. So it does take a while to adapt to that um, environment, but they are adapting. And as I said, you know, it takes a bit of time to to get 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 conditioned to, to that environment and they will get there, you know. They know it's a, it's, it's, it's a slow process sometimes and, and it's just about sticking at it. I suppose it, it's um, a good example of the benefits of persisting on the journey that the lads who stay at it longer generally get better results, isn't it? Yeah, no, without a doubt. Um, you know, it, it is very hard to, um, to, you know, to make it as a senior inter-county footballer and you have to be patient when you first come in. Uh, sometimes lads come in and they think that they should automatically be getting, you know, onto the team. But as, as you well know, um it doesn't work like that, you know. There's a lot of work that goes in just preparing, just to get ready to play into county football. And in fairness to the lads that have come in, you know, they realise that and they're in it for the long haul. And as I do say to them, it could take them four to five months before they get up to with the standards that's required to say it. And these lads are keen to learn, and and that's that's key. And hopefully now they'll stick at it, and you know they will see the benefits further down the line. Mm, definitely, I suppose looking for the benefits then straight away this weekend. Carlo coming to town. I, I was making the point last week that I thought the Sligo game was coming at the right time. That you, you, you know needed a really stiff challenge. Carlo, after picking up one win out of their opening three games, it's going to be a different challenge, but it's one that Cavan will be very much expected to win. Yeah, look, especially at, at home, and as you know, it's been well documented already that Cavan, you know, in Division Four, the team to beat, and you know, other teams do rise their game when they when they come to play Cavan. But as I said before, it's, it's, we just have to focus on ourselves and and what we can bring to the table. And we're looking, you know, we have targets to hit every week, and that's what we do go after, and we give the opposition the respect that they're due. And but you know, the big challenge for for us on Sundays ourselves and what we can bring. So as I said, um. Carlo obviously have a game under the belt, you know, so we haven't played now in two weeks, whereas they're coming fresh off a game just seven days ago. So they'll be, you know, quietly confident coming up, knowing that, you know, they have nothing to lose. And as I said, if you look at the results the last couple of weekends, when the weather and the pitches, the way they are, definitely the weather and the pitches make it a level playing field in some in some circumstances. Yeah, definitely do. I, I suppose I'm curious on, on, on that. Obviously, the, the split season and maybe the, the change that is proposed at Congress this weekend, you know, making sure or, or enshrining the split season into the GA calendar. 
has it caused problems in, in other ways? Because I'm just looking at it, if there was another postponement of a fixture in the in the Allianz League for yourselves, it would then start to impede on your preparation for a championship because it's so congested from the end of the league to the first round or the quarterfinal of Ulster against Antrim. Yeah, look at this. This, this weekend's game was to be pulled, obviously, then, you know, you have that you have free weekend next week, but you have Sligo refixed for that. So I don't know where they'd fixed in the Carlo game. You know, they'll probably have to push back a week and then that leaves you with basically one week before you go into the Anthem game. So I know they had two uh, free weekends during the course of the National League, but they probably didn't take into account the weather, you know, is going to be as bad. But yeah, look, it'd be interesting now to see if... if if games do fall to the to the weather this weekend, what what the plan B is because um, the season is so condensed now. You know we're out now for five weeks in a row, and um, as I said, it's going to take its toll. And the way the weather's going at the moment, you know, don't be surprised a game might be pulled in those five weeks. Yeah, yeah. While obviously games are only pulled for player safety reasons in terms of the pitches unplayable, but the GA facilities maybe aren't quite where they need to be to to facilitate these uh, these congested parts of the season No look at and uh, there's some grounds that hold <laughs> hold the weather better than others and um, yeah there's just some pitches maybe haven't been upgraded in, in, in a number of years and you know any bad weather at all they usually fall uh, foul to it so um, it's probably something that they need to look at and invest more into especially their county grounds you know because uh, you, you know you look at Crow Park there last week even though the weather was so bad there was no problem playing the game in it so maybe they need to look at you know doing county grounds and putting more focus on making sure that they're playable no matter what sort of weather is is, is forecast yeah, I suppose that, that that will be a huge help, and um, no different than 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 yourselves it, having maybe facilities to train and all was helped out. But it's uh, that's one for down the line, Mickey. Um, yeah, well, look at two. I suppose you know when you look at it, um, not too many counties have a second ground, and you know mm. uh, that if 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 the main field isn't that, you know you can go somewhere else. But uh, maybe that's another way. I know years ago. And Cavan, if Kingspan Breffney wasn't available, you had Kingscourt was always your second option. So maybe the, the, that's where Dwarf needs to go in there too. Maybe just having a backup yeah. and having another second ground within your county. Yeah, that's that's a very valid point. If if there was a, a second place where you could go and host those games, at least you can yeah. you can facilitate it. Well, look at the most important thing is to get over the line this uh, this Sunday against Carlo and keep the the positive momentum going. So look at very best of luck, Mickey. Thanks. Thanks, Amy. Thank you. Brady's Arva Limited, main dealers for Volkswagen cars and commercial vehicles, have been serving the needs of the motoring community in Cavan, Longford, Leitrim, Monaghan, Mead and the surrounding counties for over 50 years. A family-owned and family-run business, Brady's are famous for their long association with the GAA. If you're looking for a new or used car or commercial vehicle, check out Brady's Arva Limited. They provide an unrivaled sales and after-sales service and are open six days a week. Brady's Arva Limited. Get on the winning team today. See www.bradysarva.ie for more details. Interesting there. He mentions a few niggles, um, but didn't, didn't really give names, I wonder. Is there something we don't know? Or there's obviously something we don't know there because Mickey usually says, I've got a clean bill of health for everyone to pick from. And he said a few niggles, which means that there's somebody missing that we, we don't expect, I think, by the by the sounds of that. 
Yeah, it's, he keeps things close to his chest. It's just hard to know exactly. I haven't heard any rumours about injuries. Um, but look, there's no point in the speculating too much because Cavanaugh just got to go and win this game. And if Cavanaugh are missing four or five, they've still got to win this game. It, yeah. it's, there's just no question about it. No, anything less than a win here is an absolute disaster, a complete yeah. disaster. It's at home. There's going to be a good crowd crowd there expecting a big win. Players are going to be expecting a big win and... They've got to deliver. They've got to deliver. So, and I think they will. I, yeah. I, I, I'm not saying that as a criticism on them. I think they will deliver. It's interesting. So uh, they're asking Mickey about the um, about the, the congestion in the season because of the split season. Um, very interesting point there about having a second ground. Um, you know that that if Cavan had a second county ground that we could go to for games, it would be a big help. At that. Hadn't thought of that. It was something that just completely. We always play gigs by Breffney, but what if Kingscourt was a, a really good pitch that we could play games in? The way Monaghan go to Inishkeen and go to Blaney, why don't we go to Kingscourt and and Cuthill do yeah. those two pitches? Mm. I think it's Mon- a- Monaghan's a bit very well served with with county grounds. I'd love to know. Like, you know the way you have to have a designated status to be a county ground. Mm. Monaghan must have five or six because, like, they've played a lot of games at Bally Bay over the years. They used to play championship games at Bally Bay. They, they have Blaney. They, they, I remember being at National League games in Scotstown. Yeah. They, have, they played Kerry in a National League game in Scotstown in Banty's first tenure, so it's not ancient history. So they they have a lot of those grounds. I don't know what they're like now, those places, but Inneskeen has kind of come up in the last yeah. 10 years and become one of their county grounds as well. It's it's an interesting one to Cavan because we have, obviously we have um, Ballyconnell as well is is a county ground, but I don't think, it, we played a mechanic up there against Queen's, but... It wouldn't hold enough people. No, I don't think it really and truly is no. county status, to be well, fair. Well, not for a National League game. No, no. I know there's National Horn League games played there, but it wouldn't hold a few thousand. No. So Kingscourt is next. Like, Coothill has, has slipped back. Coothill used to be Cavan's second ground. Mm. Always back in... wouldn't take that much for it to be brought back up. Like mm. The stand still could hold a significant number of people and the terrace behind the goals. Like, I still mm. think you could get a few thousand into it. Yeah, Coothill, um, Coothill was always a nice ground, but... It's a great point that I hadn't thought of it. Um, I do remember Cavan playing a McKenna Cup game there against Down a few years ago in, in Kingscourt. But it's, that's right. It's, and way back, like in the mid nineties, they played National League games there. I remember they played Kerry there mm. uh, when Breffney was getting a facelift. I think, but it's a good point. Yeah, I, I don't know. Is Kingscourt not up to scratch already? What more do you need to do? Maybe just the pitch. I, I don't know. Maybe mm. just the pitch isn't playable. It'd be up to the Kingscourt club to, to determine whether the pitch is playable. But surely Calvin should be looking at it because at the minute, because of lack of training facilities, the county seniors have to train on, on the main field in Kingspan Breffney, which is affecting the surface of it. Mm. You know, obviously with this weather that we're having. So, you know, to have another ground that, that, that's potentially there for you to go and play the games in, Surely it'll be a big advantage. I think it's something that that I think is a really really good idea worth exploring anyway to see would the likes of a Kingscourt agree to well look at we'll put some money in get the pitch really up to standard, but we need you to guarantee us that we'll have the pitch for a few games in the year, a few couple of our national league games or whatever the case may be, maybe a McKenna Cup and a national league game or something like that. So it's definitely worth exploring. I think it's a, a really good idea. Um, other point there. That I got talking to him, I suppose, was the, the the new players coming into the panel that we've seen this year uh, trying out in the McKenna Cup, but haven't really had the opportunity in the in the league, and how difficult it is for a player who has maybe fallen off the conveyor belt, as I used in in the in the reference to 
uh, on their 19s to come back in and get up to the the standard and the required load get the body used to the required load for a county senior and he explained how those lads that, that i mentioned there the the uh, ryan o'neill the jack mckenna's the evan fortunes these lads have niggly injury stuff that just is is adjusting to the level that's required so um you know these guys all of them who go in they've got to be there for the long haul they've got to be willing to put in the extra year to prepare themselves to be county footballers mm. that's it that's it and it's probably the onus is probably on the management to to sell that to them because geez i know when i was 19 probably say i told you say when i was called into the county senior <laughs> No, it's probably the same now, but I wouldn't know what I was doing next week now, let alone in two years' time. So if you ask a nineteen year old lad like are you gonna to commit to this for, for the next three years? Like it's a big ask. Who knows yeah. what like I mean that's a big chunk of our lives. Like as you go on and you get to our age, a year is not that big of a deal, but it's a big deal when you're nineteen. So it's probably up to the management to convince that and that's probably part of the art of management there for Mickey. Yeah, definitely. But look at hopefully hopefully the lads get themselves back in good shape fairly soon and, and, and we see them adding to the panel because um, you know, th- th- there's a lot of quality there. I think th- on those new sp- new players that were brought in, I think we we know that the quality, the ability is there. It's just have got the application, have got the ability to apply themselves for a longer period in time. So, um, yeah, looking forward. The game is live on Northern Sound from two p.m. on Sunday. Myself and Mickey Brennan are on the mic. Um, so if you want to listen into that, um, I'll be listening to it. Well, should give us a text message. We might say hello to you if you're <laughs> if I get from the airport now to the. I was just going to say resort. if you get down from the slopes. So I was a bit more optimistic than you on that one. Jesus Christ, we're yo-yoing here, so we are optimistic, optimistic over and back between us. Um, but yeah, Cavan, nothing less than a win will do, and and uh, we'll have the reaction on we are Cavan next week. Yes, it was great. Yes, it was great. Yes, it was great stuff. And Larry has put it over. It was hard, fast football after that. You're in Carvinaza, yeah! Was there a feeling that that might have been a chance for Kevin to get come back into the big time? And then McCabe, and it's over the lap, and Kevin are not buried yet. Have them doing all they could to hold their lead. To Derek McDonald, what a goal! Oh, yes! And over the bar, Vincent Cahill, what a day he is having! Oh, this is brilliant by Kevin! Dandy-legged farmers walking the roads near Virginia. Hooray!